0: Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, something that I look forward to every week because always interesting questions, interesting discussion when I team up with Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in residence. And judging by your response, we hear a lot of positive feedback about Q&A with Layla. And, and some of our patients who come in, uh, you know, new patients say, oh, you know, I know you. Yeah, and they come I know your and they voice. Go, Hi, Layla. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I've, you know, I, we're, we're pre-introduced. Yes. Um, so uh, what's the next question, please?
1: From John. John says, I was reading an article about exercising cancer, where they said that exercise has been associated with longer survival in some forms of cancer, possibly by boosting levels of inflammatory substances which inhibit cancer cell growth. Hmm. Very interesting. Hmm. I guess... That wait, wait, hold on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so that, Sorry, there but... may be one mechanism by which exercise uh, reduces the risk of cancer, um, but there's probably a multiplicity of mechanisms. Yeah. So exercise does induce transient uh, inflammation, but it also improves blood flow. Yes. It improves oxygenation, which we know cancer cells kind of hate yeah. oxygen.
1: It improves blood sugar and
0: insulin. Uh, it often was blood sugar and insulin. Yeah. yeah. So there, probably a multiplicity of pathways. If we did a what's called a metabolomic study on what exercise does, mm-hmm. we would see hundreds of compounds altered, natural compounds within the body altered by exercise. Yes. And then we could do you know some cross checking to see which have an impact on cancers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it may be different for different cancers. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, uh, so for up, we saw yeah. a patient today who, uh, has been doing very nicely, uh, with the uh, colon cancer. Yes. And, uh, she is now on, and she was really knocked out because she had a little chemo, she had a bad reaction and yeah. it stopped. And, uh, she's now on the exercise bike five she days is. a week.
1: She's got good said, energy for it. I said, it. that's
0: the best thing you could do because yeah. studies specifically in colon cancer with exercise, you get about a 30% reduction in the risk of recurrence. Wow. So- Uh, You know, any chemo or pill that offers that benefit would be uh, a multi billion dollar drug. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fantastic. So John goes on to say, I guess that makes sense, but it got me thinking again about the role of inflammation. And I started wondering how easy it would be to do things which suppress inflammation too much. Specifically, can you have too low a level of C reactive protein or is there a danger in taking too many anti-inflammatory substances, like curcumin, boswellian, Mm -hmm. fish oil, hoping you can shed some more light on the roles of the immune system and inflammation. Now, to start, a little Inflammation 101. When you cut yourself and it gets all swollen and red, that's inflammation. But that's what's supposed to happen when you cut yourself to begin the healing process of that injury.
0: What we learned in in medical school is a little Latin aphorism, which is... What is inflammation? Hmm. Rubor, dolor, and calor, which is redness, pain, and heat. Ah, that's inflammation. Yeah, those are the characteristics of inflammation. Yeah, and it's a natural adaptation to injury or to a pathogen mm-hmm. to bring healing substances to the fore for repair. Yes, and to mobilize the immune system to respond.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's those what it's for. redness, pain, and and yeah. heat. In yeah. either be local heat where it's warm or a fever.
1: So, to, to give some context to what John is saying here, a great example is, you know, we live in a polluted city, for example. Should we be suppressing whatever inflammatory process is going on in our bodies? Because that's how it's supposed to respond right. to our environment. Is there a danger? Yeah. Suppressing inflammation. That experiment too much.
0: is being undertaken by the millions of Americans who take steroids or immunosuppressive drugs every day yes, of their lives yes. for autoimmune conditions, for inflammatory conditions. So, that in effect, they are uh, suppressing that inflammation.
1: Yeah. And guess what? Mm.
0: They have a higher risk of cancers, many cancers.
1: Yes, 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 yes. They do,
0: they do. certain oddball cancers,
1: Which is lymphoma,
0: especially lymphoma,
1: especially lymphoma. And there is more lymphoma occurring with, uh, well, too much uh, aspartame and things like well, that, Well,
0: also the uh, glyphosate has glyphosate. been a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, environmental pollution, you know, chemical exposure is mm-hmm. causative. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, we want to introduce, and actually you reminded me in our discussion, we do a little review of the questions before we go on the air, so mm-hmm. it's not completely unrehearsed. Sounds like it. But that's artifice. Yeah. Uh, We talked about this question, and I said, what's that word? What's that word for just a little, you know, whatever... That uh, hair of the dog. The hair of the dog, whatever doesn't kill you, make you stronger. Yes. And you came up with that word, and that is... Hormesis. Explain that.
1: Hormesis is that that kind of hair of the dog. It's to uh, irritate you enough to make your body work harder. Uh, uh, Let me give you the example of the bruised vegetable. The ugly vegetable, the bruised apple—it's mm-hmm. going to work a little harder. It might actually increase its own polyphenols, antioxidants, which are, all which of have that. A
0: word. They're called phytoalexins.
1: Phyto, oh phytoalexins.
0: Yeah. Phytoalexans. Okay. okay.
1: So it makes you work harder. Or,
0: or the the grape that grows on the yeah. on the place where there's a little nip of frost.
1: Yeah. will yeah, yeah. Stri-
0: Will fl- bring out the flavor characteristics.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's uh it's actually a matter of Working it harder. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, it, it's, um. Stimulates the research of defenses, yeah. Exactly. Stimulates defenses,
0: stimulates survival. So there's a legend about a Roman emperor. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Roman. It might have been like Greek, I don't know. In the classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where they're always poisoning people then. Oh, yeah. So, so what this guy did, his name wasn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, Hormesis. <laughs> <laughs> hey!
1: I, Hormi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. But but he so what he did was uh. knowing that he could at any time be poisoned due to the court intrigues uh, and due to his rivals every day he would take a little bit of poison to uh, to stimulate his system huh. to uh, be resistant to poison. Wow. So that's an example of hormesis. That's it. That's a great example. Right. That explains it. So exercise could be viewed as a form of hormesis mm-hmm. it is a stress mm-hmm. that uh uh engenders a response we'll call it inflammatory or or you know some metabolomic yeah. response involving hundreds of things that are engendered by it that um then uh have a healthy outcome yes so so the question is if you if you say take uh you know uh curcumin too much curcumin or too much fish oil or SPM we like for inflammation. Yes. Specific uh, pro-resolving mediators, what have you, all these things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Boswellin. we have this ache action product, which I like from Pro. Yes, Proto-Pers.
1: ache action, yeah.
0: right, right. Uh, you know, are you going to abrogate that effect? And the answer is, I don't think those things are so suppressive of inflammation that mm. they're going to... Completely rep- put out the fire. What I would say is, though, there's an example, I think, of where too much suppression is not good, is that people who... I know some athletes who say, oh, before a race, I always take Advil. Don't do that because what it does is you won't even get the pain signals and you will push through it. And actually, it's you can damage your joint and you would not... Uh, it, and studies actually show that while Advil relieves pain, it does not slow the degeneration of the articular cart- cartilage. It may
1: speed it up. It may speed it up, in fact. The, yeah. All the NSAIDs may speed up yes. the degeneration of cartilage. I didn't know that until recently. Yeah, I yeah. was actually stunned by that. Yeah. what?
0: So, so, so short-term pain, so long-term pain.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I want to give an example of how this has turned on its head. A friend of mine who had bone on bone, yeah, arthritis in his knee, no cartilage at all, was told to take a lot of Advil every day. Oh yeah, for the pain. Yeah. Wow, talk about let's get rid of let's bum up your other knee now with yeah. all that Advil. Meanwhile, wound up in the hospital because he had a GI bleed. Oh, sure. Taking all that out. Well, that's
0: the other thing. Yeah. Is that it? You know, in these long-term events, you often have uh, stressed your GI tract, Mm -hmm. possibly due to ischemia because you don't have like as much blood flow. All the blood flow is going to your muscles. So, taking uh, those medications before you exercise is not a good
1: idea. No, 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 no.
0: Never a good idea. Um, So, or taking steroids that. I tell people some people come in and they're on steroids for one reason or another, and they they say, "Well, maybe I should exercise more." Mm, Take it easy. Don't exercise more because the steroids will make you less cognitive. You're not going to feel any of your limits, and they also thin your uh, tendons, make them more fragile. You know, not
1: to mention your bones with long-term use. Yeah, are we addressing that
0: question? I don't think that that's appreciable.
1: It's, it would take. It would take a, a semester of podcasts.
0: It's a more of a hypothetical. Oh, totally. Now, there, a related question is, and there, some people have suggested this is that taking antioxidants also blunts the efficacy of exercise because it's good to generate free radicals during yeah. exercise because the free radicals are hormetic. Herme- yes. Hermetic. Yes.
1: And here come that now all these antioxidants right. to quench all to that, quench that. To right. maybe that shouldn't. Happen?
0: yeah i don't know i mean i think those studies it's such a mostly those question. studies I, I see them in test tubes models you know in, in, in petri in dishes and not really in, not vivo, in vivo studies
1: yeah. so not in the body yeah i mean but outside the body, i, I think that athletes
0: tube. who exercise a lot should be protected with antioxidants because mm-hmm. it's it's a stress to the body and especially right. in recovery you know yeah because you may be flooding your body with yeah. with free radicals
1: yeah. from the and don't forget all the points you mentioned in the beginning of why exercise is good for you. I mean, it's yeah. just all of that. But so, John, what a great thoughtful question. It's a thoughtful question. Well, and, uh, we'll talk more about that in future as we find out more. Yeah, I,
0: I'm, I'm thinking that um, that's a more hypothetical than a practical consideration yeah. when, with we We have to us.
1: go on a case-by-case basis, yeah. right? So it's, it's that kind of a thing.
0: All right, uh, let's pause now to allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to message you. Here it goes. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure N.T. Factor. N.T. Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. N.T. Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT factor for years with a 45 day money back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800 982 9158. That's 800 982 9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for your attention. We appreciate very much your support for our sponsors, which helped to underwrite the production of these hopefully helpful podcasts. And now back to our questions.
1: Speaking of inflammation and pain, we've got an email from Nicole. Three years ago, I herniated discs C5 through C7. That's a neck. That's a neck. And the discs were compressing on my spinal cord significantly. Ooh. After that can m- cause
0: like numbness in your hands and things like mm. that, or weakness in your arms.
1: After three months of therapy, I started to have some relief. I still have flare-ups and was wondering what vitamins you would recommend to help ease some of the inflammation or pain. I'm 5'2", 118 pounds, and about to turn 40. I'm very active and exercise like regularly.
0: What's Is this a female? This is a female. Yeah.
1: Her name is Nicole.
0: Okay, that's yeah. about right. That's just, yeah. that's just fine. I'm right.
1: very active and exercise regularly.
0: Well, first thing that comes to mind for spinal uh, injuries and herniated discs is fish oil. Yeah. Because Dr. Joseph Maroon, who's a neurosurgeon, makes his living off of back surgery and neck surgery, um, has uh, become a big endorser of omega-3s. He did a study on patients who were Uh, going to have, they didn't have to have an emergency surgery, they were going to have elective surgery on their backs. They said, Mm -hmm. well, look, he said, look, uh, wait six months, maybe the pain will go away. Uh, And either you take these uh, fish oil pills or they were like identical looking placebos. And what he found is that uh, a a significant number of people uh, who took the fish oil did not need the back surgery versus the people who took those placebos, most of them still needed back surgery. So there was relief from fish oil alone. Yeah. So then we can add our whole arsenal, right? What are some of the other things?
1: Curcumin, yeah. <clears throat> Boswellian, uh, would you do glucosamine chondroitin? Yeah, sure. For compressed disc?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, nourishes the cartilage. I might also suggest, um, uh, hyaluronic acid, HA, mm. because, it's, you know, it is, mm. I mean, it's what, uh, helps to keep the discs, um, spongy and yeah. not desiccated.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And, uh, that, is it ache action that? We have Boswell and yeah, yeah, ache
0: action is, is, is
1: what, Boswell. What's, what's specific about the Boswell? It's got ginger. And it's white all, willow bark. And willow bark. Yep. Willow bark, which people think is aspirin. They're kind of similar, but they're not no, quite. No, but it,
0: what, I, what I learned is that white willow bark isn't just a plant source of aspirin. It has a multiplicity of anti-inflammatory yeah. compounds. Yeah. Uh, and which is The drug aspirin was sort of uh, derived from white willow bark mm-hmm. by a doctor named, I think, Doctor Joseph Hoffman in mm. Germany, and he Your sold. Your cousin? He, he, I don't, he <laughs> sold. He sold the patent to a company called Bayer, which oh. was one of the first big pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, German company. I mean, right. this is when Germany. Everybody would go to Germany to study medicine because German medicine was like you know far and away more advanced. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that in the 19th century.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole, more power to you. Keep staying active. We hope you feel better.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, for pain relief there's potentially a role for CBD for the yeah. pain. I'm not sure it's going to um heal so much, although it does have if, any inflammatory effects. What
1: about arnica or something like that? Well, you know, arnica's
0: a uh, you know, homeopathic. You know, mm-hmm. Get into that, but
1: Yeah. There was something called Caprex.
0: Yeah, Caprex is interesting because Caprex is Uh, derived from hops Mm. it is a a thing that was promoted by dr. Jeffrey Bland yeah and with good research and I I used it a lot for joint problems I don't use it so much anymore because I haven't seen the clinicals on it lately but Mm -hmm. uh, Hops has anti-inflammatory effects.
1: Yeah, I've seen good results in patients who have taken capex. Okay. Okay. For their mild arthritis Right and things. Okay.
0: It's a hops derived thing.
1: Yeah, and that
0: may be why people who drink a lot of beer uh, Uh Get some projection right (laughs)
1: Oh, well, we've got another email here from something we talked about just a week or two weeks ago about TMAO. This is from okay. Deanna. Wait, what? Did I hear you cl- correctly? Don't it's understand. Not, it's not TMI, not, t- not TMAO. It's TMAO. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand. This study seems to suggest that TMAO goes up with anything you eat. Many of us would appreciate clarity. Because we read the study, because so many experts believe TMAO is still a problem. Right. Like there's a blood test for it right. that doctors are starting right. to do now regularly. So, but that recent article in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition talked about, basically debunked it. Plasma TMAO increase after healthy diets. And it's results from two randomized controlled trials with dietary fish, right. polyphenols. So, and whole grain cereals.
0: So the, this, the story with TMO gets a little murky because while patients who have heart disease uh, statistically may have higher levels of TMAO, mm-hmm. um, we look at the foods that tend to raise TMAO, namely fish and soy yep. and grains, mm-hmm. and many studies suggest that those things reduce the risk of heart disease. Yeah. Uh, so if, they
1: raise TMO, TM, if they raise TMAO, what, what is left to eat? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing left to eat. So right. it's kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think uh, we have to... I guess we're, looking at TMAO may be useful. It's like if you cannot figure out why in the heck a person has heart disease, if they have everything normal, like great cholesterol and great LP little A and great homocysteine and great you know, everything.
1: Great everything. Yeah. And
0: then, you know, what what could possibly, is TMAO the problem? Well, what do we do to reduce TMAO? Be- rather than change diet and stop eating fish and stop eating, you know, some, there's some controversy of carbohydrate content of whole grains, but most yes. studies suggest that whole grains, truly whole grains, are good. Mm-hmm. And then soy, you know, it's not bad for the heart necessarily, probably mm-hmm. beneficial. Um, it maybe changed the microbiome. It was yeah. actually one of the, First studies on TMAO said, oh, the way we should treat it is we should give people antibiotics to get rid of the bad bacteria that make TMAO.
1: I remember that. That was in the beginning. And it was,
0: I, it was, I guess they were, they were probably looking for a patent. Yeah. You know, like. Here's your
1: TMAO antibiotic.
0: Exactly. And it never panned out. It, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. It didn't. But, you know, having a healthy microbiome is a good thing.
1: Yes. Um, because the healthy microbiome, Helps oh. to metabolize. So
0: another thing yeah. that is uh, associated with high TMAO is carnitine.
1: Yes. And we might give L-carnitine carnitine
0: to somebody with heart failure. Yeah. So are we raising their TMAO and running the risk of problems? It probably is not the case.
1: Yeah. Or we might give them a carnitine to help with fatigue or to enhance their fat burning. And we
0: potential. give people choline. Yeah. Or you know CDP choline or phosphatidylcholine. We need choline
1: for our brains.
0: For brain. For brain. Yeah. Absolutely. Brain. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So, Deanna, yes. What? Did you hear us correctly? You did. <laughs> you did. It's going to take a while, but, you know, spread the word. It's Yeah, know, I, it's, I just think
0: I backed away from that TMAO thing, and I'm, I'm just waiting for yeah. further clarification, but that, that article was pretty good. A and, lot
1: of militant vegans jumped on the TMAO yes, bandwagon yes, and said, yes. you can't eat eggs, you can't eat fish. See, this is why. But guess what? You're oh, eating yeah, whole eggs, grains. grains are a big source. I, oh, yeah, totally. But then the they, choline and the yolks. They
0: shouldn't be hypocrites. They shouldn't eat uh, tofu.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They shouldn't eat whole grains either, apparently. Oh, well, that's TMAO true. is going up. Right. What else is a vegan going to eat?
0: Right. Besides
1: I, their vegetables, fruit, and nuts and seeds, are going to rely a lot on whole grains. Or they're going to eat like little rabbits. Salad. Right? Just salad. You can't <laughs> just eat salad. <laughs> oh, what will happen?
0: I had dinner with a friend, and uh, it would happened to be one of these last night and it was one of the first really cold nights in new york and uh we ate outside because some some in our party were not vaccinated they, you know in new york you can't go yes. in the, without the card mm-hmm. so the restaurant you have to present Show the, me the certificate papers. so we, we ate outside so there was yes. this little heat lamp that was dangling over the table everybody was like leaning into it it was like very weak it was like you know like a 40 watt heat lamp. <laughs> and so you know i said well what do you do you know because i know this guy's interested in health and just, well, I'm I'm uh, going. I've been going vegan, and uh, I said, you know, eh, Did you take be him to a steakhouse. Well, <laughs> everybody else ordered. You know, I had like uh, you know uh, short ribs, uh-huh. and he had like some little minuscule like salad thing. He was yeah. freezing, poor guy, because I don't know that salad it little, didn't help
1: warm him a, up either. A little
0: low in iron, you know, <laughs> and there's it. it the yeah. food is there wasn't enough fire in his blood.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: So interesting. Okay. Oh, let's see here. We have time for... Yeah, short a short
0: question. Squeeze it in.
1: Yeah. This is from Lynn. Hello, Dr. Hoppen. My blood calcium has been rising over the past few years to the point it's now always reported in the high range. It's over 10.5. Okay. Well, 10.6. 10.
0: 10.6 is a cutoff, I think. It's 10.8. So yeah. Yeah.
1: My doctor says it's because my vitamin D levels are high. My most recent vitamin D level was 68. Well, no. That's not why. No, no. I have read on some internet sites that blood calcium levels should never be over 10, especially in seniors, and that if it's 10 or over, it's a parathyroid issue. Well, Could then the comment? doctor
0: should wor- work up a parathyroid issue. Absolutely. And do check the parathyroid level of PTH, yeah. parathyroid hormone. Yeah. If he suspects hyperparathyroidism. Yeah. Now. A
1: 68 vitamin D level is not very high. Not very high.
0: But it might be astonishing to that doctor because that doctor never sees anybody. You no. He doesn't, know, doesn't even know anything about vitamin D.
1: Yes. But here's the thing.
0: Vitamin D can cause hypercalcemia. But. Yes. To give you an example, uh, I, and I wrote this up as a, a case study. I saw a patient who came to me Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually was referred by his mom. His mom said, you got to see my son because he's been taking too much vitamin D. I want you to check him out. I go, well, okay. Maybe he's taking 10,000 or, you know, 5,000 or, she got worried. I said, well, I'll check yeah. him out. You know, I'll reassure mom. So I see the guy and I said, so what, well, how much are you taking? He goes, well, I'll show you the picture. He shows me his, his, uh, phone. Yeah. It says, And it says 5,000 I use. I said, how many of these do you take a day? He says, eight of them a day. So that's 40,000. I said, well, why are you taking why so much vitamin D? He well, I heard Dr. Uh, Fauci was talking about how he takes vitamin D. I said, Mm -hmm. but not that amount of vitamin D. So how long have you been doing that? He goes, I don't know, like uh, on and off for about, you know, uh, you know, six or eight months. Mm. I said, oh my goodness, you know, well, let's do a full set of blood tests on you and see what's going on with you because Mm -hmm. you could have some problems. So I checked his levels Uh and his vitamin D was high. It was over a hundred, but slightly over a hundred. Uh, I checked his calcium. I checked his parathyroid hormone. The parathyroid hormone goes down when you take vitamin D. huh. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it suppresses it. So that was kind of low, but not a problem. And, um, so, so in fact, vitamin D can lower parathyroid hormone. But uh, I also mm-hmm. checked his urinary calcium to see if he's, you know, risk for stones. Yeah. And it was all normal. But I said, look, you gotta chill on that high dose. You yeah. Know. Stop taking it. More for a is while. not better. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, resume at 5,000 a day, it's safe for you because he had, yeah. I mean, he's a young man. He had a good tolerance. Maybe an older individual with poor kidney function could have gotten in trouble with right. kidney stones or something. Right. So anyway, high blood calcium is associated with the condition hyperparathyroidism. Yeah. But generally, doctors kind of watch that. They don't treat it.
1: Mm-hmm. The main
0: treatment is with surgery. You remove a parathyroid gland, yeah. and they'll let it go up a little bit, um, but it's, it, at the level... He, this person is taking it's not about the vitamin D. Yeah. I mean they could try taking less vitamin D for a while and repeated calcium, see if it's influences, but probably won't. I'm not too worried about ten point eight. Uh it could also be related to relative dehydration. Make sure you drink. Mm -hmm. Because if they say it's a fasting blood test, that doesn't mean you dehydrate yourself before the test. That can concentrate the blood and make everything. That's true.
1: I tell everybody to drink a big glass of water about, at least an hour before having it. Your makes blood it easier dry. to draw blood, too. Yes. You could find the vein better yeah. and you're not looking dehydrated on Because when the you're test.
0: dehydrated, your yeah. veins are flat, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. So, um, I'm not particularly worried about this. Now, in theory, you can you can antagonize calcium with magnesium. So take more magnesium. Take mm. you know stop taking calcium, perhaps.
1: Stop taking calcium, Lynn. Magnesium. If you're taking calcium, get rid of it. Don't yeah. take any yeah. more. Even Not we're... even the amount in your multi. Just stop. Yeah, just, just and, stop
0: and repeat the test, and you know probably take hover in the high, you know, the mid tens, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but make sure you get a PTH test because you may have a mild hyperparathyroidism that's yeah. driven by your parathyroid.
1: There you go. Yeah. Parathyroid test. Lynn?
0: PTH.
1: PTH. That's the test. Yep. Wow. All
0: right. So that's all there is before in our pre-holiday edition of Q&A with Layla. Yeah. Uh, So we want to wish you all a very happy holiday.
1: Happy, happy
0: Thanksgiving. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Uh, Enjoy the fellowship. Enjoy uh, the relaxation. Enjoy the food. And be safe uh, this holiday season. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Thank you, Layla. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.
1: This is Layla Muden, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.